More Grace, this is yours truly. Well, if you are listening to this, you are listening to part three of the series, It's Already Done. Of course, you know that this is something that God has been burning down in my heart all over again, just completely shifted my life. As you know, the first part of it was it's already done. How I begin to explain to you that everything that you need, God has already provided, that there is nothing that you're ever going to need, will ever need, that heaven has not already provided, that God anticipated every need that you were going to need before you were ever created. And I showed it to you in the book of Genesis, how that what God did with Adam, God gave Adam absolutely everything he needed in that garden. And all Adam had to do was go and get it, that there was no works involved. Just like our salvation, according to Ephesians 2, you are saved by grace. There was no works involved. All they had to do is receive, okay, that God never responds to us. I really want you to get that into your heart because if you come from the persuasion that I've come from, you have a tendency to believe that God responds to what you do. No, God never responds to us. We actually respond to him. So the first thing that I showed you, And the beginning of this is how the grace of God has been released unto us and how God has given us absolutely everything that we need, everything that we will ever need, that God is already provided. My God, that just blesses me. And I told you that whenever God relates to us, he relates to us in the spirit realm. All right. So stop looking at your natural situation to determine whether you're spiritual or not. You are saved. And the Bible declares that God is a spirit. And the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. And that the real faith is not belief in what Christ is going to do, but it's faith in what Christ has already Done, And I showed you in Ephesians 1 how that he's not responding because he chose us, he blessed us, he predestinated us, he accepted us into the beloved, that we have to learn how to move what is in the spirit realm into the natural realm. And I told you that our prayer must be that God would open the eyes of our understanding. That was in the part one. And then I titled the next one, Balancing It Out. And I told you how grace is not enough. The Bible declares in Titus 2 and 11 that the grace of this gospel has appeared unto all men. So atheists have grace. Ted Bundy has grace. Adolf Hitler has grace. I mean, the worst child molester that you can think of, serial killer and murders, all of them have grace. But grace is not enough. According to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, you are saved by grace through faith. And that grace is is what God has provided to us, but faith is the appropriation of that grace. Faith is the bridge that moves that grace from the spirit world into the natural world, that it's not enough just to have grace, but you got to have faith. And I told you that you have to find a way to balance it out. My God, that is some good stuff, and I can be on that all day. But then... I want to talk to you today about this thing is spiritual. And I told you that you have everything that by grace God has already did it. And faith is the positive response to what grace is given. But a lot of people don't understand this because you look in the natural. 
and you are bound by what you see. You don't understand the, the spiritual realm. And the physical realm does not reflect what is true in the spirit. I showed you that in order for things to come from the spirit realm into the natural realm, you have to be involved and that you are the bridge that brings it. And I spoke to you and I showed you that you are not righteous by your works, but it's by God that you're righteous. And one of the scriptures that I want to show you, if you don't mind me showing you right now, is Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 24, I mean, I'm just loving the word. God is just changing my life. But Ephesians chapter four, verse 24. Give me a minute. Let me find it as I talk to you. But in Ephesians chapter four, verse 24, look at what it says. I mean, very powerful, powerful scripture. It says, and that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Now, if there's a true holiness, there is a false holiness. And I don't have time to really get into that. But God said, put on this new man. And then 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30 says, But of him are ye in Christ, who is of God, who of God is made unto us wisdom, and righteousness, and sanctification, and redemption. Now, this is all on Christ. And then you go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, another very powerful, powerful, powerful passage, which says this, For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Now, all of those things that I just declared about how you are righteous and it's not by your works, but because of God, those are spiritual. It's not by your actions. It's not by your thoughts. It's not by your deeds, but it's spiritual. According to 2 Corinthians five seventeen, if any man be in Christ, he is not he's going to be. He is. Well, what is? That's your spirit. He is a new creature. Right now, you are a new creature. You have to believe that. And victory comes when you stop looking at yourself in the mirror and looking at your deeds in the natural and start looking at yourself through the identity of the spirit. You cannot go by what you see through the natural eye. And the only way you get into the spirit world is by the word of God. Remember St. John 6, 63. It is the spirit that quickeneth and the flesh profit of nothing. But the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. And then I keep showing you one very powerful passage that is completely changing my life. And it's 1 John chapter four verse 17 and I'm turning to it because I want to read it so you can know exactly what it says herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is so are we in this world well somebody you look at yourself and you say I'm not like Jesus I don't do everything Jesus did. I think things that I shouldn't think. I get angry. I get upset. I get mad. I'm not like Jesus. And the only reason you're saying that is because you're looking in the flesh. But the only way you can understand that as he is, so are you in his world. You have to understand that's in the spirit. 
You are a totally new person in the spirit. You are a new creature. You're not going to be. You are a new creature. And you have to understand that by walking in the spirit. The only way you're going to walk in the spirit, the only way you're going to believe you're righteous, the only way you're going to believe you're healed, that you are perfect in him, is you have to look in the spirit. My God, that's good. Let's go to James chapter 1. I hope somebody's getting this because I tell you, my life is changing every day as I get more and more in the word of God. James chapter one, verse 25, which is very profound to me. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. You know what your problem is? You keep looking through the natural mirror, okay? And you know that your hair is wrong because you look in a natural mirror. And now most of you, you've never seen yourself. And you keep saying, yes, I have when I look in the mirror. Well, the mirror is not you. It's a reflection of you. And I believe God on purpose made us where we would never look at ourselves in the natural because my eyes are away from me and God never wanted me to look at myself. And I believe that's your problem. You look at these mirrors and you look in a mirror and a mirror tells you you're not healed. A miracle tells you, you you're not perfect. A miracle tells you you're not a new creature. You're getting old. But the word of God declares that you're not getting old, that your inner man is being renewed day by day. All right. So some of you, you're looking in a natural mirror. And because you look in a natural mirror, that's what you define yourself by. But look at what God said. God said, I don't want you to look in a natural mirror. I want you to look into the perfect law of liberty. You know what that is. That's the word of God. And continue therein. He being not a forgiver here, but a doer of the word. This man shall be blessed in all his deeds. See, some of you are bound by what you see, by what you feel. And because of that, you have death. God never told you to be natural. We're to be spiritual. Romans chapter eight, verse six says, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. If you are bound by what you can taste, by what you can smell, by what you see, you will never, ever, ever, ever walk in the spirit because you are not supposed to be bound by what you see. This is not your world. I believe it's Donald Lawrence who said, I'm not a natural being having a spiritual experience, but I am a spiritual being having a natural experience. You have to believe that. So stop being carnally minded because the carnal mind leads to death, but the spiritual mind leads to life and peace. Everything that I'm speaking over your life is not natural, it's spiritual. And everything that I'm declaring, you're blessed, you're healed, you're delivered, you're all, it's already done. You have all of your provision. You don't want for nothing. Everything that you will ever need is already done. It's done in the spirit. And as long as you only see it in the natural, you're not going to get it because this is spiritual. In 2 Kings, the sixth chapter, you have a story of this king who kept losing in a battle. This is in 2 Kings chapter 6. You should read it. 
But he kept losing, and because he kept losing, he kept trying to figure out why this other country or other king or other group of people had the upper hand on him. I mean, every time he would get ready to go to battle and try to win, the other group will have an upper hand on him. So the king, a natural mind, said, you know what? Let me tell you what's going on. He said, somebody with us must be a spy. There must be somebody in our camp who's feeding to the other person what's going on. And in 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 11, look at what he said. Therefore, the heart of the king of Syria was so troubled for this thing and said, will you not show me which one of us is for the king of Israel? But then God said, no, 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 no. The man said, and one of his servants, none, my lord, O king. It's not that they have a spy or we have a spy in our camp. He said, but Elisha the prophet that is in Israel, telleth the king of Israel the words that you are speaking in your bedchamber. My God, that's powerful. He said, listen, this man don't need a spy. He has a prophet. I'm not getting into that, but you know I'm a prophet by call. And anytime you have a prophet in your life, you have an advantage. Anytime you got a man of God who can see into your life and tell you what is coming, you have an advantage. Well, let me take it even further. Anytime you can hear from God, you have an advantage over the natural man because the natural man is bound by what he sees. But when you can hear from God, the Holy Ghost, who knows everything and sees all, my God, you absolutely have an advantage. So he said, there's a prophet over there telling them what's going on. So what happened was, he said, go spy where he is, all right? And when they went and did it, he, he decided, I'm going to send some horses and chariots and a great host, and we're going to come by night. We're going to get them ahead of time. So that's what they decided. Verse 15, and when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, a host come past the city, both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Lord, what are we going to do? In verse 16, fear not, for they that be with us are more than they would be with them. I want to tell you there's more to life than what you see. This young man got discouraged because he looked at what he could see. And we don't walk by what we see. If we're believers, we walk by faith and not by sight. You know what your problem is? You are bound by what you see. You're looking at your account. You're looking at your economy instead of the economy of heaven. You're looking at what you're going through presently in your life, in your body. You're looking at how you feel. You're looking at your children. God had made you a promise concerning your children, and your children are looking contrary to everything that God has told you. But every promise that God made to you concerning your children is not natural. It is spiritual. And if you are bound by what you see, you will never walk in faith. Because what you see is not a depiction of what's going on. I'm trying to show you that this thing is spiritual. That whatever you see is temporal. But what you can't see is eternal. And that's what you need to focus on. See, some of you keep saying, well, I guess I got to say it, say it, say it till it becomes true. Faith is not lying. 
Faith is not saying I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed if you're not healed. Well, it's not a lie because it is true, but it's a spiritual truth. You are healed. That's in the spirit. It was done, but it's your job to move it from the spirit into the natural. So it's a spiritual truth. You got to say it, you got to believe it, and you're going to act on it until it becomes a physical truth. Am I making sense? Elisha's servant was not in faith. He, he, he was sitting up there, oh, Lord, Master, what are we going to do? Just like when your bills are due. Just like when you have things that are pressing you. That's just like when you have deadlines that have to be met and you're sitting up there worried. You're not in faith. God said, take no thought for your life. What are you going to eat or drink? You're not in faith. You you shouldn't be worried about that. You shouldn't embrace anxiety. Elisha's servant wasn't in faith. Because the Bible declares that when Elisha laid hands on him, he said all of these horses and chariots. They were already there. But the servant couldn't see it. Why? Because he was bound by the natural ram. And that natural ram is death. If you are limited to your five senses, you are bound. You got to see it on the inside before you ever see it on the outside. And I want to say this. It didn't even say that Elisha saw it. But Elisha knew it. Why? By faith. Psalm 91 declares, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God in him will I trust. Psalm 34, The angel of the Lord is encamped around about those that fear it. The other day somebody saw me somewhere and they said, Where are the guys that's usually with you? Oh, I said, I don't need them. It's just for show. I said, they say, well, who's going to look after you? I say, you're sitting on my angel. Now, I didn't see an angel, but I know I have an angel. Because the angel of the Lord is encamped around about those that fear him. I fear him. And I know there's an angel assigned to my life. I hope you're really getting this. And, of course, if you want to hear this in its entirety, there's a whole nother part that I want to talk to you about, about the spirit realm. Even with Daniel in the ninth chapter and Daniel in the 10th chapter of what happened, I want to show you why one prayer was answered in three minutes and another prayer took 21 days. I want to break that down to its entirety. But I don't have the time to put all of that on here. So if you want this message in its entirety, of course, you know, contact the ministry. And everything that you need is there. They'll get it to you. We'll make sure we package it and put everything in place so that we can send this in its entirety. This message is changing my life. And I want to tell you, what you are hearing on this podcast are not the whole message. It's just a portion of it, but it's changing my life. You want to get all of these messages in its entirety. Um, part one, part two. Now, the name of this series is It's Already Done, and you have to know that. But you need to get this in its entirety so you can understand it and your life can be changed. Well, I love you. I'm praying for you. I pray God's best for your life. And remember this, this thing is spiritual.
Thank you for listening to the Prophetic Podcast with Prophet Brian Karn. Stay tuned for next week's podcast and visit briancarn.com for more information and to sow a seed into the ministry. To receive this message in its entirety, call 912-439-3901. More grace, we're excited about your future.